We're glad to be here tonight. Appreciate everybody for coming out. Our pastor called me today. He was on his way to Kentucky for Marvin Douglas's funeral and asked me if I would uh, take care of the service tonight, so I told him I would. Let's uh, really pray for that funeral that's scheduled Friday and uh, pray for that family. Uh, appreciate everybody being here tonight. We'll ask you to stand if you would. We'll ask Brother Ryan if he would to open us in prayer.
this time we're going to have the choir come down and turn it over to whoever's open up tonight. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Um, this time we'll ask everyone to stand and we'll ask for prayer requests. A show of hands, who has on the, any unspoken requests? Nothing those. Any spoken? I've got one. Um, Saturday night we're having a youth service at Samaria. Uh, just remember that. Um, Matt Kloffenstein is going to be preaching that. And, uh, I'm sure with uh, all the good youth we have, we're going to have some. We're going to have some lost people there. We're going to have our our people bringing lost people. Uh, so just remember that service in your prayers. Anyone at all? Remember the lost. Amen. Remember that for sure. Let's pray for that baptism. We're we're excited for that. And uh, there's always Taylor. There's something about a baptism, you know. It's just uh, the Lord when the Lord moves in it. That's something special. And uh, I love seeing all new faces on the front bench and maybe people that haven't been here before uh, get an opportunity to hear the gospel. So let's remember that on Sunday. Remember Jared too. Bible study last night about the armor of God, and within that scripture, it talks about um, how we need to speak boldly like we ought to speak, yeah. and that's just really stuck with me lately. And uh, talking about that baptizing, um, that speaking boldly to the world, yeah. showing them what happened on the inside, yeah, that's and right. uh, that's a big testimony to uh, people who are lost. And I'm just I'm thankful for that Bible study. I'm thankful for baptism, and I'm thankful to be here. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good, Jeremy. Anyone else? No one else. Watch Brother Bill to lead us in prayer. Once again, if we bow our hearts in life before you this evening, we'd like to thank the Lord for this another privilege that you've granted us with that we might be able to come this way this evening, Father, and be able to sing the hymn, the songs of Zion, how they thrill our hearts from time to time. How it lifts us up, Father, when we way down in the valley sometimes, Father, you take us and put us up on the mountain, Father, we might rejoice in that in song, testimony, whatever might come our way. Father, we pray this evening, if there's one here that don't know the end of three parts of sin, that you might speak to their hearts this evening, that they might understand their need of salvation before it's too late. God, because if they die in that condition in hell, Father, they lift their eyes and now pray, Lord, that you give them another opportunity. They may just call out upon thee, Father, for the salvation of their soul. Bless those that are grieved and brokenhearted. All the Lord this evening that stands in need of prayer, we pray that you visit them wherever they might be. Watch over this 
through this service now, watch over us and care for us. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Our, uh, our pastor gave plenty good report on the service that we had down in, Smyrna, uh, down in Smyrna in Louisville, but I thought I'd uh, give a report from uh, my own perspective. Um, you know, Terry, he doesn't brag on himself any, so I guess I'll have to do it a little bit. Um, you know, we had that service, and it was the first time in a long time that we'd all been able to meet together. Uh, different churches coming, and I'm real thankful for that. Um, and we had the heavenly airs there, and you can call them uh, some all-stars. I, I think Cooper would agree with me there. That's that was, a, that was an incredible service we had, and they sing with power, and I'm thankful for that. Um, and, but what, what I'm real thankful for is in this special service we had the first time in a long time, uh, Israel, the, the pastor of Smyrna, he, he thought to call Terry Brock, my pastor, uh, he thought to call him uh, to preach that service, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm real thankful for our pastor tonight. Uh, he's he is one of the most selfless men, and he gives his life to the Lord. And I'm not just bragging on him for, um, for no reason, as much as I, I could do that all, all the time. Uh, I can use him as an example. Um, you know, there's a, there's a scripture. I, I'll actually just read it for you. It's in John, um, John chapter 12. Be patient here. It says, uh, 12, 12 and 26, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Um, you know, Terry is a man of, of great honor, uh, but he isn't special. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, he, he doesn't follow the Lord, and he doesn't have power with God because he's special. Uh, he's special because he follows the Lord. Um, and... It, that's that's what this scripture is talking about. God will honor you. Uh, you will be of a high standing of God's people if you just follow Him. And you know that that's not that might not be our our primary goal. Uh, that that might be a, a vain thing to think. But uh, if our goal is to follow the Lord, that'll just come into place. People will um, people will see you in high regard. Um, and there's nothing more. Uh, honorable than putting your head down and being steadfast for the Lord over and over again through the good times and the bad. And I'm proud we have a pastor who does that. We've not had uh, great times all the time at this church, and I'm sure he's not had great times in his life. Um, but he's kept his head down and followed the Lord, and I would like to do that too. I mean, I, I've I've had good times and bad, but I've noticed when when I turn God away in the bad times, things get worse. But if I keep my head down and keep serving Him. Uh, I come back on the other side even better. I'm just thankful for that. So uh, I just wanted to share that, and I want to see if anybody has a song or a testimony on their hearts tonight that God's put on their hearts to um, sing or to uh, share a testimony. Anyone at all? Pray for Bill. There's a ghost, there's a ghost inside of me Not like one of those campfire stories My papa says he brings us welcome He leads me through the darkness He leads me through the unknown He leads me through my troubles and trials He leads 
thankful for Bo. Uh, does anyone else have a song on their heart tonight? Taylor, I hate to put you on the spot, but do you feel like singing? Once my clothes were ragged, the world looked down on me. I had no hope for tomorrow, nor for eternity. But then grace came with mercy and heard this orphan's plea. And now I've been adopted, from bondage I've been set free. And now I'm no longer an orphan, for someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered, my family is royalty. I came so empty-handed, no place to call my home, and no one to really love me. Oh, but now look what I own. I'm feasting on the manna that flows from God on high. And there is no shortage, there is a vast supply. And now I'm no longer an orphan, for someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered, my family is royalty. I'm no longer an orphan, for Jesus has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered, my family is a royalty. Appreciate that song. I'm I'm glad I'm no longer an orphan. Uh, I came to God with nothing, but He gave me everything. Uh, I think it's a good time to turn it over to uh, Blaine. Appreciate Eric opening up, and appreciate uh, good songs. It's good to, to be here. Got a good crowd. Appreciate everybody for being here tonight. So we'll look to these preachers. And uh, as whoever's got something, we got Neil back there and Coop and Jordan here and Brent. Unless I'm missing somebody, I think that's everybody. But uh, which one of you fellows has got something? Our pastor a lot of times says, I don't think the Lord is impressing me to preach. Well, I can tell you tonight, the Lord's not impressing me to preach. So uh, one of you fellows, or couple of you come right on so 
Brent, you got Brent shaking his head no. Jordan, Jordan's fingering Cooper, Cooper, Neil. It's a whole bunch of head shaking. Fellas, if somebody's got something, you're welcome. Does anybody else have a song or a testimony on your heart? Doug used to give me credit for the fastest prayer meeting of all time. I don't think I get credit tonight because Eric led, so I'm just... Let's pray for Jordan while he comes. Appreciate it. I don't feel a big impression, but uh, we're willing to try. And uh, you just really pray. I've got a just a small little thought the Lord's given me today. And uh, it's just one verse. So we might still get the fastest prayer meeting. I don't know. But uh, we are thankful to be here and uh, honored to be here tonight. I, I tell you, it seems like as the years go by, the more I, I really enjoy coming to church and uh, the more I appreciate it. Um, it's become more of a, uh, a significant feature in my life than I ever thought it could be. And, uh, you know, I remember Roy and Jeannie used to tell me all the time, he said, just make a habit to come to church, don't give yourself a choice. And uh, as a 16-year-old kid, I used to think, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's real good. That's real good. I'd shake my head, you know. Um, but I've realized more and more what they meant by that. Uh, it's because I need this place a whole lot more than I ever thought I did. And uh, you really pray. I, I'm going to read out of Proverbs. This is chapter 3. Um, be verse 26. And we might, we might jump around a little bit tonight. I don't know. But I just want to do what the Lord have us to do and... Uh, you really, really pray. It says, this is 3 and 26, it says, For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Uh, such a simple verse, such a, a small verse, um, but what truth it holds. Um, as I was working today, I was thinking about a lot of things that have gone on in uh, my life here recently. A lot of the things, the struggles, some of the good times, some of the achievements, uh, some of the things I just couldn't help. They were just piled on me. And uh, through them all, I've never one time ever thought uh, that God wasn't going to show up, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, you know, I was thinking as I sat there in my truck today, I thought, Lord, you have been so much more for me than I've ever been for you. And uh, I have no doubt in my mind that whatever comes in my life, God will be sufficient. Yeah. And uh, as I, I thought about this, I, I, I'll go back. I want to read. Jeremy kind of quoted it tonight, but um, this was something we studied last night. And it's, it's a very good verse, and I, I just want to read it real quick. But this is in Ephesians chapter 6, and a uh, good chapter to read if you, if you ever want to. But uh, I'm just going to read 19 and 20, and it says, And for me... The utterance may, <clears throat> for me, that the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds that I therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. 
Um, when I was just a boy, I never in my life thought that uh, I would have a, a, quite a purpose in God's army. I, would, I wanted to be more like, you know, the person that sat in the back back there and prayed for whoever was going to stand, prayed for whoever was going to the altar. That was good enough for me. But I'm glad that when God saved me, He put a voice in me that meant something. You say, preacher, what do you mean? When I got saved, God gave me a ministry to go and tell people what God did for me. And I'm so glad that I've got a confidence that when I say God saved me, I know He did. And when I say God has brought trouble in my life, but He's seen me through it, I can say it without a shadow of a doubt. And I can say it with a confidence that is not known by man, but a confidence that is full of love and trust. You know, I've got confidence in certain things in life. I've got confidence in my wife always being there to support me. I've got confidence in my ability to, you know, do this or that. But those things, you know, they're, they're weighing on something. God's confidence that I, I have in Him, there'll never be a fault in it. There'll never be a thread that breaks, that crumbles it. There'll be never a part of God's uh, confidence that I have in Him, like a, a rug that gets snagged that you've got to throw out because now you've ruined it. God does not have that. The confidence I have in Him is something that will endure until the day I die. And it will become even more real when He raises me back up. You say, preacher, you really believe that God's going to come back and raise you? I have no doubt. Just as uh, David had no doubt when he slew Goliath. Just as you know, all the other men had no doubt when God seen them through things. I think about that wo woman with the issue of blood a lot. What a, what a terrible thing to have. Said, you know, she was considered unclean among her people. She wasn't allowed to go anywhere or sit on anything or touch anything without somebody falling behind her to clean her up. To clean it up. Because she was not fit to be around them. You know, that'd be sad to think that you were less than everybody else. But praise God, Jesus saw something that everybody else didn't see. He saw the worthiness inside. And when He cleansed her of her natural ailment, I bet she didn't realize what was going to happen on the inside. I bet if uh, you were to talk to her today, she'd say, forget that. If I just got what I got inside, that would have been enough. God has been so good to so many of us. And I tell you, there's times I'll be in my truck and I'll think, Lord, thank you for the members of our church we have. Thank you for the blessings that they've been in my life. Each one of you have touched another somehow or another. You know, you think about it. There's times I, I'll just be wandering past uh, the Westminster office and I'll think of you, Anthony. You know, Anthony's not there. All I think is Anthony used to work there. But my mind wanders to his path on his spiritual journey. And I draw strength from that. And it gives me confidence in the Lord that if God took care of Anthony, he'll take care of me. And I think about you, Bobby, sometimes when you were sick, I think, man, if God can bring her through that and she can still have a smile on her face, God can help me with anything. And I, I tell you folks, that's not that I've got anything going on that uh, is big or great, but, you know, I've got problems like everybody else. Each one of us has got a trouble from time to time. You know, we don't walk this world without having trouble from time to time. You know, I love what Job said. 
You know, man born a woman is a few days in full trouble. That's the truth. Most of it's self-inflicted. But thank God I've got a man that walks with me. Thank God I've got a man who gave me a purpose, a responsibility, uh, that that confidence should be spread. You know, God's been so good. God's blessed me to be able to stand up here from time to time and preach. And uh, if I could just say anything, it'd be one thing. Don't waste your life not being saved. Don't waste your time thinking about anything else until you get saved. Because when you get that, you have finally found purpose. you found responsibility that's worthwhile. You know, I think about Naaman. What a successful man. You know, that guy, I tell you what, he was a man's man. He was a warrior. He was a, he was a ruler of sorts. He was rich. He was wealthy. And he was well known. I tell you what, who wouldn't want to be like Naaman? I mean, a big man like that, I, I think about him sometimes. I think, man, that would have been kind of cool. Everybody you walk by, they'd be like, hey, that's Naaman. You know Naaman? It'd be like being Terry Brock. Hey, that's Terry Brock. But uh, that's a joke. But I think about him sometimes. I think, you know, here Naaman was. He had everything there was to have. But yet he was still full of trouble. He was still in a bad spot. And you know, I, I think about that. We can have everything in the world. If I was rich beyond belief, I had everything I ever wanted to my wildest dreams, it still would not be enough. I could find something else I needed. I could find something else I wanted. But I'll tell you what, the greatest responsibility I've ever received in my life was following the Lord. And you say, how are you comparing these two? Let me explain it this way. The job that God gave me the pay that I receive for that job and the responsibility of that job brings me so much joy that it doesn't compare to the earthly goods. I tell you, when I get paid from the Lord, it doesn't come in a federal income that inflates, but it comes in a joy that overwhelms the soul and allows tears to flow in a way that tears shouldn't really flow. But I tell you what, God pays us in a way that only we can enjoy. And, uh, you know, that's special to me. It's personal. You know, if God didn't pay, uh, pay me the way He does, I mean, it'd be hard to serve Him, It'd just to be honest. But because it is so good, I can't help but serve Him. To think about how good He's been in my life, how He's directed me, how that confidence is built day after day because of the things He does for me not because of what I did for Him. You think about that. All the good times in your life, how many times God has brought you through something? How many times God's built you up? How many times God has taken a situation that you were overwhelmed in anxiety with and God said, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Watch this. And you come out on the other side and you can't help but put your hands up and say, thank you Lord for what you've done for me. That's something to be real confident in. That's something that you can gain power in. And I, I tell you, to be an ambassador for a man like that is the greatest honor on this earth. That's better than anything Naaman could have done. I tell you, I mean, it really is. You could be a CEO at the best company. You could be the best worker at any company. But in, to be an ambassador for the Lord, what an honor. And any one of us who are saved has that privilege. 
has that position. It doesn't matter if you're a preacher, if you're a lame member, if you're a Sunday school teacher, whatever your position is, God has got a place as an ambassador in the ministry for you. And it's our job to fulfill that position. Because there's people that are looking for us. There's people that are wandering life saying, I don't know what this is all about. There's people wandering saying, I've got this, but I'm still not happy. Folks, we've got to reach out to them. We've got to show them where the real joy is. We've got to show them where the real purpose is. Because if you leave it up to the world, they'll lead them astray. It's a fact. The things that I learned through my life in school and college, you know, they were nice. But they didn't teach me the goodness that brought me joy. You know, the things that I learned that brought me happiness and joy and purpose, I learned sitting there on that bench. You know, I didn't even pay for that education. I dumped a lot of money into college. I dumped a lot of money into different things. But I learned the greatest aspects sitting right there on that pew. And uh, it's important that we take what we find in this pew and send it out that door to the people. The people that aren't coming. The people that aren't showing up. we got to take what we're gathering here and bring it right to them. God didn't say to be a Sunday evening or a Sunday morning Christian. He said, bring my people to the door. He said, go find them. That's our job as Christians to say, I know that one needs him and I'm going to go get him. I'm going to be the God or the man that God needs me to be for that person. I'm going to say, I'm going to set myself aside and say, you know what? It may embarrass me. It may frustrate me. It may be something I don't want to do, but I'm going to be a help to them. That's important. That's the most important thing. If somebody didn't pray for me, I don't know where I'd been. If somebody didn't pray for my family, who knows where they would have been. But God had people lined up, set aside to ambassador to them. You know what that word means? It's an interesting word. I don't feel like preaching on it, but look that up sometime. Look up what it means to be an ambassador for, for Jesus. Look up what it means to be an ambassador in his service. I'll give you some homework, I guess. That's, that's what it is. But look that word up. And when you think about that word and you study on that word in the Bible, you'll realize that you've got a lot more purpose than you ever thought you did. And if you're not fulfilling your purpose, that's probably why you aren't getting paid very well. You ever come to church and thought that way? Thought, man, I just ain't felt the Lord like I used to. I just ain't been getting hooked up like I used to. You're probably not fulfilling your end of the bargain. There's been a lot of times that I thought, man, Lord, I'd have liked to preach a lot better. Why didn't I get there? And he'd say, well, you didn't fulfill your end. If you want to preach something, you got to follow. you got to do this. you got to do that. I mean, it's pretty, pretty easy when God puts it that cut and dry that it's my problem. And I tell you, folks, it's good to be here tonight. And I don't know anybody's spot and I don't know anybody's place, but I want you to know that God loves you. And God has a place for you in His house. And God's got a place for you in His, in His wonderful works. So I'm, I'm just going to get us a song. I'm going to give an invitation if that's okay. I ask you to stand. I don't know, like I said, anyone's heart. But if you need to come, don't waste your time trying to find out about it in your mind. Just throw your mind off to the side and say, I want that. I want to go get it. You know, if I had a million dollars sitting up here, and I said, all right, each of you gets a cut of it, you'd be fighting each other over it. 
But what God has for you is so much more than a million dollars. It's more than a billion, a trillion, and a gazillion. What God has for you is something so much sweeter. Something that when you're laying there in your bed and nobody else is around because you're trying to be an adult and you can't count on the others and you feel like you just can't reach out and you feel like you've got an anxiety and a depression about you that says, I've got to figure this out. I'm supposed to be an adult. You can pray and say, God, what do I do? And He shows up with an answer. It's when you're a college student, you're saying, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not even sure if this is right. And you pray and He shows up with an answer. When you're a high school student and people are pressuring you and they're saying, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And they're beating you down. You can pray to Him and say, God, I'm beaten down. Take me. And He'll pick you up and carry you. That's what it is to be a Christian. It's not exactly how much you can do for God, but what He's going to do for you along the way. And uh, if we can do a thing or two for Him, hey, that's great. What a joy that is. God has more in store in your life than you will ever know. And God knows more about your problems in the future than you have any dream of. You think about it. I mean, we could be, we could be facing a lot of crazy things in the next 50 years. And, uh, you know, I hope I'm, a, I'm alive to see most of them. But no matter what comes, do we have enough confidence that God's going to take care of it? That God's going to carry His church through? That God's going to take care of my life and my family's life and my church's life? Do you have enough confidence this evening? As they sing, I ask you, if you don't have your fire burning, come and get it lit up. And if you're one of those that haven't even built the fire yet, come and get it started before the winter comes and it eats you alive. I tell you folks, I I mean, I'm one of those people, I don't like to preach it as much as the next, but hell is real. And uh, if you don't believe in hell, you probably don't believe in heaven, do you? Because I tell you, they're equally just the same. They're real. And if you believe in heaven... There's going to be a hell. Which side are you going to this evening? Are you riding the fence as you think? I can tell you there's no fence to be rode. You're either on one side or you're on the other. The Bible states that very clear. It says, if I know, if you don't know me, my Father don't know you. And that was Jesus saying, if you're not saved, if you're not born again, you're not going where I'm going. But thankfully, there's been an opportunity. Christ died for you. He rose for you. And He gave you opportunity to get salvation. You know, people look at that and they say, well, I'll get it when I get it. I'll worry about it later. There's no better time than the present. You know, if, I, if I'd have waited until I was 29, yeah, I'm alive right now, but would things have been different for me? Certainly. My life wouldn't have been near as good. I wouldn't have had near as much joy in my life. I would have had a lot more problems internally than I would have, even if I had everything planned out right and it went accordingly. Inside, my life still would have been miserable. And you say, preacher, how do you know that? Not only does the Bible say it, but you talk to anybody that went through life a period of time without being saved, they'll tell you life was miserable. You just have to ask them. The greatest advice my dad ever told me was, 
Listen to people when they share their experiences because it'll help you not make the same mistakes. If somebody says, I shouldn't have waited so long. I wish I would have got it sooner. Why do we just throw it off as things going in one ear and out the other? Why don't we take more heed to it? Why do we throw it off to the side? Because let's be honest, this fleshly body doesn't want to worry about it. But you got to worry about it. you got to be concerned about it. you got to know where you're going. As they sing, I pray that you'd move tonight. further but I do appreciate your prayers I, I honestly didn't have that much when I was sitting there um, but I'm glad God passed by and if you're somebody that's struggling stop trying to throw your, your worries and your cares on the world they'll not throw them back in the same love and consistency as the Lord will I've, I realized that at a young age that the world does not care how you feel or where you uh, think things should be but God does. God cares about everything about you. And, uh, you know, I look at some people and I think about how they get into poor relationships. And uh, this will hit hard with some of you. Sometimes the other person that you think uh, you give all yourself to, they don't feel the same. And they walk away. And it hurts. And we've seen that time and time again. You know, in our lives, you can think of somebody. Why would you waste your time putting all your emotion and faith into something that's not going to give it back to you. God will give it back. And He'll give it back tenfold. You know, I've never been disappointed when God comes by and passes by my house. So I appreciate being here. I'm going to turn it back over to Blaine. Appreciate Jordan and Appreciate what he had to say, and I was thinking as he was starting the song that Anthony sings sometimes about the past is a promise. Um, if you wonder if God will come through, uh, you can look at your own experiences, but there's a lot of uh, biblical experiences that you can look at, uh, and it's what God has done for people that we can read about, and and other people right here in the church, you can look and see what He's done for them. So. God will come through. Appreciate that. Uh, does anybody have anything before we come to a close? Okay. Appreciate Bo. Anyone else? 
remember the youth service uh, Saturday night. That's at Samaria. That's at 5 o'clock. Our worship service is here on Sunday. And the baptism, is that Sunday morning or Sunday night? Baptism. Sunday morning. So let's remember that. Uh, really pray for those requests. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some folks here that don't come all the time, maybe the first time. So let's really uh, remember that. Anyone else? If not, we'll ask Brother Roy Lau if he'll dismiss us in prayer.